Hello guys, this is your host, Michaela Philo, and welcome back to McKay's Mindspace. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Welcome back, guys, to McKay's Mindspace. I'm your host, Michaela Philo, and today we have our first ever special guest, Nicole. Nicole is one of my best friends. We work together at Town Hall as servers, and we also are actually from the same hometown, and we went to the same high school. Um, Our houses are actually like right down the street from each other, but we didn't know each other when we were younger. I actually partied with her younger siblings. I went to her house all the time for their house parties, but I never went to Nicole's really cool house parties. Mine were the best. Yeah, I'm sure they were better. (laughs) Me and Nicole are both super into nutrition, holistic health, and all of that good stuff. So we are going to get into that today. Nicole also has celiac disease. So she's going to just talk about all of that, how she deals with that from like a social setting standpoint, still living her life, how she manages it, and how she got into nutrition. So let's get into it, guys. All right, Nicole. So go ahead and just tell me a little bit about yourself how old you are, what you do for work, and when you study nutrition. I am 29 years old. I'm in my Saturn return. Life is changing for the better. Finally getting to know exactly who I am, who I want to be. I graduated from Miami of Ohio with a degree in nutrition dietetics as well as business. Um, Same. Yes. But from OU. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sister schools, essentially, or rivals, however you want to look at it. Yeah. But so right out of college, I got a job as a business development manager for a Fortune 500 company, you know, had the salary, it was all set up. I was like, this is perfect. This Mm -hmm. is exactly what Miami sets you up to be. Right. Well, I was about to sign the contract, about to sign on, and something in my gut just didn't feel right. And instead of moving to Columbus, about six days later, I had packed my Jeep up and was on my way to Colorado. That's crazy. So I moved out there and didn't leave till after COVID. I regret none of that. I think it was perfect for who I am, developing into who I need to be. And if I have any advice for anyone, it is trust your gut. Don't follow the norm. Don't think you need to do exactly what everyone else is doing just because that's what they say to do. Right. Um, Right now, I have had a million different jobs, but right now what I'm doing is I am a health coach for kind of like individual health coaching as well as a server at a restaurant. My dad owned restaurants. I basically have worked in the industry my entire life and Mm -hmm. it is really easy and simple to have the schedule that you want and be able to learn and grow outside of just having to you know, be somewhere from nine to five every yeah, single day. So, totally. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a server, then you know the advantage of this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's what I'm doing right now. That's awesome. So at what age did you discover you were like super into nutrition and holistic health? So I was super young, you know, as a teenager, you want to look the same as everyone else. You want to be skinny, right. you want to be fit. And right. I obviously am a extremist in anything that I do so um, I was around like 15 years old and the first book I bought that got me onto it was this book called Skinny Bitch and after that I you know I I started learning exactly what it was that I wanted to be which was healthy Um, yeah 
I did acupuncture, I did massage, I did chiropractic, I did all of these different things to help my body be where I wanted it to be. Yeah, I feel like so many girls that are, and boys that are into nutrition, it all kind of goes back to their like childhood, younger ages. And it was because of X, Y, and Z, like, for girls, I feel like it's like wanting to be super skinny and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I dealt with that. And then they eventually learn all these things and they realize they don't have to like be skinny to be healthy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did you discover that you had celiac disease and did you even know what it was? Like, um, no, not at all. So that was a very long journey for me. So, and, and can you explain what celiac disease is to our listeners too? Yes. Okay. So celiac disease is an autoimmune reaction. Um, essentially what happens is you eat the protein that's contained in wheat, oats, barley, and rye. Your body has this autoimmune reaction. What it does is it causes inflammation in the gut. Yeah. And this inflammation um, it really affects your small intestine. So there's these things called the villi in your small intestine. And they kind of are supposed to move like this, move mm-hmm. your food through and absorb nutrients. Um, when you have celiac disease, uh, the autoimmune reaction causes these villi to die. So instead mm-hmm. of them being up and doing what they're supposed to do, it's just flat. Yeah. Everything passes through you malabsorb multiple different nutrients, specifically uh, B6, B12, you know, a bunch of other vitamin D, calcium, folic acid, iron, all of these are uh, malabsorbed because you don't have, you know, the mechanics in your body doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, so I found out that was I had, a great explanation. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, that was better than I was expecting. People think celiac disease is just a load of crap if they don't know anything about it. So yeah, it's, it's nice just to like explain it. Right. I feel like when people have celiac, they're just like, oh, so you can't eat bread. Yeah. And you're like, no, well, there's like a lot more to it, actually. Like, I wish that it was that simple. Yeah, like, I, I wish it was. But yeah. honestly, in terms of all the different autoimmune diseases to have, it is the simplest one mm-hmm. because all you have to do is heal your gut and then you get better um, and accept the fact that you are no longer ever going to eat gluten again for yeah. the rest of your life. Once you cope with that, it's simple, it's easy. Um, so after I read that book, Skinny Bitch, um, <laughs> I uh, it was all about how the farming of the animals and the way that they kill them, the things that they feed them, all of these different things um, are so bad for your body. And I got completely freaked out as if you've ever read anything about it, you know, it's yeah pretty grotesque, especially, you know, the non-organic, et cetera, Tyson meat that you can get from the store. Right. So I was raised on a Mediterranean diet. Um, if you've ever seen my Big Fat Greek Wedding, that, <laughs> that movie aligns almost perfectly with my life, minus the statues all over the yard and the Windex, but that's just symbolism. Um, and I realized I, I ate a lot of chicken and vegetables and different things where the celiacs wasn't that flared up. Of course, I'd have pasta occasionally, and I was that sick kid in class. You know, I had yeah. strep throat 29 times before I got my tonsils taken out. That's crazy. Before I found out that I had this. Mm-hmm. No immune system because I had an autoimmune disease that I wasn't taking care of. Um, so 
I ate a lot of pasta, a lot of bread. I went vegetarian for about nine months and was really, really, really sick, lethargic. Um, I was gaining weight actually. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was, it was, but also like losing it at the same time. And I went to the doctors. They had no idea what was going on. You know, yeah. they they didn't really give me any advice other than to take medications for, you know, like they do. Um, so I did my own research and I didn't find out about celiac disease, but I found this cleanse. Essentially, it's a candida cleanse. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the candida albicons yeah. are uh, um in your microbiome, in your gut, they're supposed to be a certain amount in there. And if they get higher, you know, you have the overgrowth, you have a lot of issues. So I was like, okay, so essentially switched from back from vegetarian to this diet where I didn't eat any carbohydrates, yeah, um, including rice, and which is hypoallergenic, all of these different foods, I just basically cut it all out. And I felt great because I was healing my gut. Mm -hmm. um, uh, few months later, maybe six months later, my grandfather passed away and I met a bunch of family on that side of the family that I'd never met before at the funeral and, you know, get into talking with them about it and come to find out that celiac disease runs deep in my family. Oh my gosh. And I'd never even heard of it at this yeah. point. So by this time I'm, I'm like 16, almost 17 years old. And, and at like, that age, you're like, so I can't eat pasta. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can't already, go get Subway with my friends. Yeah, well, I already had done that because I was so sick that yeah. I was like that insane friend that didn't eat anything but mm -hmm. fruits, vegetables, and meats. So, Which is so hard at that age to do. when mm -hmm. you But you know you're right because you're listening to your body. I'm, I listen to my body, and that's something that I think I was blessed with, you know, from birth, really being able to tap into that. Um, so I go to the doctors and I'm like, I think I have celiac disease. They did the blood test. I have it. And that's crazy, by the way, that you went to your doctor at that age. Yeah. Too, yeah. like saying like, hey, like test me for this. Cause I mean. Especially after going to them and them being like, yeah, we have no idea what's going on with yeah. you. Um, and so after that, I told them this, they did the blood test. I had it, the genetics. You, you know, you, there's a lot of different facets. You gotta have the family history, the blood tests, but the main test for celiac disease is actually a scope in your esophagus and they check for that damage. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't get that scope done because I had been doing the diet for about six months, but they said there was absolutely no reason to, like yeah. you definitely have celiac disease, yeah. but it might not be able to show because you've already kind of healed those villi a little bit. Mm -hmm. So after that, you know, I accepted it, but I didn't at the same time. Mm -hmm. I went to college, freshman year, I was good about it. Sophomore year, hanging with everyone, I, I wasn't anymore. And I'll never forget my best friend, Lena, just looked at me one time. I was like, just sick, just feeling awful. I'm like, I feel awful, blah, blah, blah. She looks at me and she goes, you know what? I'm sick of this. Like, <laughs> you are either going to eat the stuff that doesn't make you feel good, or you're not going to be allowed to complain around me anymore. Yeah. She was like, "This is ridiculous. You have this disease. You have this disease, and you're not paying. You're not paying attention to it. You're not doing it. Like, almost like in denial about yeah. it. Yeah. She was like, "I don't want to hear it anymore." She was like, "You're either going to do it, or you're not going to be able to complain to me anymore." And I just kind of was like, "Whoa." Yeah. Like this I, is real. This is real, and I'm 
being an idiot about it. I can't just eat crab rangoon once in a while because I feel like it. Yeah. I need to take this seriously. So my sophomore year of college is pretty much the last time I ever intentionally ate gluten again. Um, I was in and out of it, back and forth, and then, you know, it's that time when you accept this is my life. Yes. That's when it gets easier. It mm -hmm. seems like that that is the hardest part is accepting it. But yeah. Yeah. So then I, I found out yeah. and yeah. I feel like a lot of people get told that they are supposed to be gluten free or dairy free because they go get like a food sensitivity test done or something or they just every time they eat ice cream like they know that their stomach hurts but they're just like in denial about it mm -hmm. and they're like yeah I know I feel like shit when I do this but like don't actually do anything about it and I'm something I always say is like it's actually really easy if you just listen to what your body says yes and no to which is pretty much what you're saying like mm -hmm. to do like it could be so much easier in the second you were like okay i have celiacs like just time to just deal with it like life got better life got better and that's what i tell all of my clients too you know not everyone yeah. needs to pull out gluten of their diet or whatever but whatever it is you need to listen and you need to accept it and yep. you need to move forward from it so yeah all right what are your favorite gluten-free brands for people out here that are just gluten-free, sensitive, or do have celiacs, like, how have you mastered this? Because, like, personally, I am gluten-free, too. I don't have celiacs. I got tested for celiacs. I didn't have it, but I was borderline. So I, I try to take it as seriously as I can. And I really, I honestly just buy anything that's just gluten-free. I try to go, like, chickpea-based route mm -hmm. but or almond flour-based route. But what are your favorite brands? What do you think is like the best? So in terms of gluten-free bread, I really like the Char Ancient Grains um, bread. It's going to be like quinoa, flax, pumpkin, a bunch of different seeds in there. Mm -hmm. That was the kind of bread I used to eat before anyway. So yeah. it tastes just like it. I mean, I've been, I've been doing this for over 10 years now, <laughs> so I don't remember what that stuff even tastes like. Yeah. Um, Pasta wise, yes, I like to do chickpea pa based a lot just because of the protein in it. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I, in terms of this, the foods, the brands, it's all kind of junk food at the end of the day. So if yeah. you're, you know, I love avocado toast. I'm gonna have that bread in my in my pantry. I'm gonna have the pasta in my pantry whenever I'm feeling lazy. You know, the occasional. I, I really love the the I think it's Daya mm -hmm. the pizzas the the flatbreads the pizzas those are my junk foods but right if I'm gonna be doing it it's just gonna be a lot of fruits vegetables whole foods right you know? so you're saying really celiac isn't about picking out the gluten free stuff you see at the grocery store it's about eating more whole foods yes and mm -hmm. which I think a lot of people don't understand that no you can't just replace the foods that you were eating before you can't just yep. eat different types of pasta i mean you could and your gut would heal but what's the point in that i feel honestly very lucky to have celiac disease because i am like a very healthy person and it really kind of just like pushes you towards that lifestyle making it yeah. easier um i like if, sparkled inside when you said that yeah. i'm like <laughs> i'm yeah. like it's that's so good to hear that you feel like this has like taught you what it's like to really be healthy and it's almost like it forced you to be healthy it's almost like it 
like kind of like throttled me into who I'm supposed to be in a sense yeah. because I know this is who I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to do is help people with health. And I think I needed to go through it myself first. Yeah. Um, at a restaurant, if they have some sort of, I had a gluten free vegan tuna melt the other day. Yeah. In Cincinnati, and it was just like heaven on earth. Yeah. Right. You have that when you go out. Yeah. But in terms of my own pantry, I try not to I try not to have that in there mm -hmm. because when I'm out with people and they have an option, I'm gonna have that there. So right. and I so relate with that because I do actually have a lot of gluten-free labeled stuff in my house and a lot of times when because we have a lot of people stay at our house a lot and I everyone always asks like oh this is is this healthy and I'm like well like <laughs> yes it's healthier than like you know a, this gluten-free dairy-free grain-free Oreo is you know essentially healthier than like the regular Oreo but that doesn't mean like eat 20 of them, just like mm -hmm. how you shouldn't eat 20 of the regular Oreos. And I feel like you just gave like a great explanation of that. And that's like, I mean, I think like one of the biggest tips if mm -hmm. you're starting your health journey, like that is, that's such a good point. You're going to feel better if you remove that gluten, but you're going to feel even better if you remove all those different junk foods and eat them when you're out or at a special occasion or feeling lazy or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Right. Yeah. Okay. So... Nicole, you are known for, in our friend group, for being just anywhere in the freaking world. We never know where Nicole is. We never know what state she's in, what cities she's in. She goes to music festivals, travels, and everything, like, as she should. But what is your biggest tip for people for staying on your health goals like having celiacs being gluten-free completely and still living this crazy social life that you have i mean as well like you're saying being a server like all that how do you go to a music festival and then go work a double the next day like you know you're not cooking at home like how the fuck do you do this so it's all about energy i mean food is energy and if you're giving yourself the right energy then you're gonna feel the right way no matter what it is you're doing in between mm -hmm. um for example the last music festival i went to everybody you know packs their chips and their sandwiches and different things in their cooler i brought three giant things of lettuce i brought um <laughs> that cleveland vegan or whatever it is that um dressing that we like What's oh yes called? uh the cleveland vegan it's the garlic or yeah, italian italian garlic dressing but it's like all fermented veggies so good it, it is very good it's, it's at whole foods it's amazing if you can get incredible it. product mm -hmm. like no sugars i mean it's great yeah but um i brought that i brought hummus i brought kimchi and everybody was making fun of me whenever i first got to the campsite like Little do they know, all of that food was gone first. Nobody yeah. went for the chips. Nobody went for that. When you're when you're working when you're working out or when you're when you're using that much energy, that food feeds you and yeah. it feeds your soul because yeah. you're not eating bad things. Your body is like, yes, give me more of that stuff. Yeah, so it's like craves it. Everybody was just eating lettuce out of the thing at one point. It was wonderful. I'm just like, this is what I'm here yeah. for. Yeah. Give, eat the grapes. Yes, eat, yeah. all of my, eat all of my food. That's right. why I brought it. Yeah, you don't even care. You're like, just take all of my food. I'm so glad that you guys are not yeah. eating your junk food. So, mm. um, yeah, that's basically it. Um, I bring a lot of food with me, but also there's all kinds of different things that you can do mm -hmm. anywhere. People are like, is there anything you can eat there? 
I'll make something work. Even if I have to order a plate of vegetables, like I'll make it work. Right. But, um, yeah, it, it's 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 Sixth a crazy thing. it's yeah. a crazy life that I live. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. But it's also really cool to get to go different places and see like what gluten free stuff they have to mm-hmm. offer. And um, again, that's why I don't buy too much of it for my own house because when I'm out, that's what I'm eating. That's when you indulge. That's when I indulge. Yeah indulge you know it's still gonna be vegan gluten-free it's still junk food at the end of the day yeah totally i love everything you just said because (laughs) i actually like just came out with a podcast about trying to stay healthy eating out and the main thing i said was like staying prepared so like eating a meal before i go to dinner if i know there's like literally not one lick of an option on there or just like ordering a bunch of veggies and chicken like you know like just staying prepared for the most part so i just relate to everything you just said and so even, so much even in colorado like uh, you know i would be going on a first date with someone and they'd be <laughs> that's, like that's like when it's like the worst time to be gluten-free <laughs> oh yeah i'm that high maintenance girl that can't eat anything yes. like here we are no i'm not gonna let that happen at the yes. table so you know they're like let's go to this brewery i call this brewery and i'm like hey do you have anything other than beer to drink there <laughs> yeah and, they say no i'm like hey like what if we went to this place instead Mm -hmm. you know you can call ahead of time you don't have to be that person at the table that is like oh my god i don't want to have to like did you listen to my podcast episode i just came out with like you're literally saying word for word (laughs) like yes every week she comes out with a podcast and it aligns so perfectly with it's so so crazy it's like i said i was like if you're with good people like they aren't gonna care if you want to go somewhere else yeah whatever like i'm so thankful for my boyfriend because he looks up the menu every time before we go somewhere and make sure that yeah he is to make sure that there's just something that i could eat on there so that's great yes so i mean this is kind of going along with my next question which is what is the biggest obstacle that you think that you faced having celiac disease and is there anything that you just can't do that you're completely limited to having celiacs no there are no limits you have the power you have the control um the biggest obstacle is not accepting that feeling like you're being an inconvenience to other people feeling like you want to partake in like the social aspect of things so you're going to cheat or you're going to do this or that like Mm -hmm. no aside from you know someone bringing donuts to the office in the morning (laughs) or a pizza party or something like that where food is ordered and brought to you usually as a treat oftentimes i can't have that um but even like an office christmas party i'll bring my own plate you know you have the power you have the control if you need to eat before you go somewhere you can do that it's not that bad it's really easy you have the power you have the control and accepting that and knowing that is the easiest way to overcome that obstacle I love your answer. Thank you. I love that answer. Me and Nicole have a girls' dinner tonight with all of our friends. So (laughs) I'm just loving everything she's saying because I know me and her are going to be like sharing a meal tonight or like sitting by each other trying to figure out what's gluten-free on the menu and stuff. So it just, it all aligns. It's perfect. It's so perfect for us, especially now that you're gluten-free. I I love it so much. Yeah. All right. So let's kind of switch gears here. Nicole, what? inspires you in life um well first of all you you inspire me more than anyone i've ever met um when i first met you you were in your dietetic internship 
right out of college, which is not what most people do. Um, you were working five nights a week at town hall. You didn't even seem to really skip a beat. You continued on. Then you got into this horrible accident and the recovery that you did. I mean, the strength that you showed was the most inspiration I think I've ever gotten from any of my friends in my life before. I mean, seeing your determination and growth and everything that you've done, it's you're four years younger than me, but you don't seem like it. You, you've gone so far, you've done so much and it really is truly very inspiring. But other than that, I would say thank you. people feeling, people feeling good, people finally realizing, you know, if I can get someone to even do a diet that's good for them for 21 days to start to feel those benefits to withdraw from the sugars and all the different things that we have in our diet in America and feel how good you can actually feel like that's what gives me that inspiration seeing the glow in their eyes seeing them you know gain their own control and confidence it it really inspires me to you know go towards my end yeah. eventual goal, which is, you know, change the world, help people feel good the way that I've learned how to. Yeah, I under, I feel that. Like, I feel like that's why I started this podcast, just to, like, I know every time I say something, like, it, it has to relate to somebody. Like, mm -hmm. and just, like, one person telling me, like, oh, like, I needed to hear that today, like, just... Like it, it's enough for me to do a whole other episode. So it's I pretty, understand that. It's pretty wild how much your podcast aligned with my week almost every single week. So and I love it so much. It makes you so happy. It makes me so happy. <laughs> you make me so happy. I love you. <laughs> I love this girl. <laughs> okay. Nicole, describe a day in your life. Like, what do you do from morning to night? We're all dying to know. I'm telling you, everyone in our friend group is like, just does not know where the fuck or what the fuck Nicole is doing. So what does like describe a day in the life? Yeah, I'll be that friend that's like, guys, I got married. They're like, yeah, you did not know you were dating anybody. Like, we we all hung out, and one night Nicole was like, yeah, I was in Michigan yesterday. Blah blah blah. I'm like we're like what? Like okay, <laughs> like <laughs> I travel a lot. You know, yeah. I have a lot of different friends all over the place. Just amazing, especially from Miami, and then I lived in Denver for so long. I mean. I go everywhere as much as I can. Yeah. Um, a day in the life is very hard to describe. I guess we could just do yesterday. But mm -hmm. um, so I wake up, and this is another inspiration from Michaela. I uh, I've been doing my journaling every single morning. So I write down three things that I'm grateful for, and then I just word vomit with my pen. I, there's mm -hmm. no rhyme or reason to it. There's no going back and reading it. It's not for anyone. It's for me um i read this book the artist ways and it's also really good about just like learning about how good that is for your brain right um so i do that and that has started now it's been about a month two months of that um which is just in itself changed my life mm -hmm. um so i do that when i wake up i make myself a water i do like i you're supposed to do room temperature. I, I like cold water. I put a yeah. uh, half a lemon in there and then just like a little bit of Himalayan sea salt. Wow. Then I do like four to six ounces of coffee and I sit there <laughs> and I journal. Yeah. It, you know, it'd be nice to say I do yoga every single day after that, but that's not usually, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't always work like that. 
Um, after that, I did uh, some work. It was 80 degrees uh, yesterday in the yeah, beginning of October. Beautiful. So I decided I was done working. Just went yeah. out to the woods, to the metro parks, and did like a really nice hike. Um, came back and then I met with my shaman um, from Colorado, which is crazy how I met her and how she came into my life. But for anyone who's on a spiritual journey and really wondering where to go next, like you can manifest that spiritual teacher in your life as long as you want it like they'll mm -hmm. come to you i literally found mine by an uber driver picking me up after a festival one time and the whole time at the festival i was like you know i'm helping all these people and blah blah but i'm not very good at opening up to other people as you know by not knowing anything about me so anyways i still meet with her virtually and um you know we're working on everything from reiki to just you know help you know just life coach stuff to all of it um it's basically like classes that i'm doing but mm -hmm. so after that i went to my shift at town hall worked there and then came home smoked a joint went to bed <laughs> <laughs> you know that sounds like the most ideal yes. day yeah every day is different though yeah so it does sound though like your morning routine is very important to you and like that kind of sets you up which is something that on my podcast i really talk about a lot and journaling so and before your podcast i didn't have it so you well, can attribute i can attribute that to you i really can thank you yes love that and i'm really glad that it's working for you because i think that it's like if i don't do one of one of those things in the morning like i feel so off um like two weeks ago i didn't do my morning routine once for like literally five days like the whole week just there was a lot of life changes and stuff going on and I felt so off like I just felt weird like I, my mood wasn't the same my body didn't feel the same I was breaking out like I mean it's just like crazy the power of just like focusing on your mental health yep and that energy that you feel inside of you if you're tapped into that you know the others around you are feeling that too. Mm -hmm. So you're walking around carrying this. Yes. This it's like anxious energy. Anxious energy that really, really does go away when you just write it down. Oh my gosh, yeah. I literally, I was around people and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm like just so anxious right now. I, I snapped on my boyfriend once. Like, I, I just like, it was not me. Yeah. And I, <laughs> it's so true. But then when I just journaled. It was like five pages and I was like, okay, I'm better. Yeah. And it's, I don't like to apologize about the way that I feel, but honestly, when you feel that you're like, I'm, I'm sorry. You're like, you not know, it's not you. Like yep. Not yeah. feeling like me. So yeah, that's really, really helped me. Okay. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give your younger self? Oh, little Nicole, <laughs> little Cole. We would all love to meet her. <laughs> she was crazy. Um, but she was just as unique and different as I am, but she was in those prepubescent and pubescent years where, mm -hmm. you know, everybody wants to be the same. Everybody wants to wear the same things and look the same way yeah. and, and act the same. And I would just tell her to not feel like she has to do that, to know that if, you know, you don't have those friends that you're connecting with right now yeah you have a bunch of friends but do you really know any of them like yeah they're gonna come to you and <laughs> i just would love to tell her you know yeah i i was doing listening to this podcast the other day and it was just talking about like one thing you want to tell your younger self that you're proud of and even if it's just my friends 
friend group, just, you know, growing into who you are and just accepting who you are is, I would just tell her is like, it's going to be okay. Eventually you're going to figure it out. Keep being you. I love that. I wish I could have been more of me as I was now. As just I be now. your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think everyone struggles with that, mm-hmm. especially at a young age. I was not me even in college i don't think no i think i I wanted to be but i didn't know how to be Mm -mm. and when i actually started working at like town hall and becoming friends with you guys like i was like anything i did you guys were like that's fucking cool so just like Mm -hmm. i so agree with that like you are meant to end up where you are after college or high school or end up in the friend group you are like the breakup the friendship breakups the family breakups all of it it just like is creating you all of it creates all of the all of the turmoil creates growth. All of it leads you to where you need to be. I mean, absolutely. What do you do to practice self care or self love the most? Um, definitely, aside from journaling, yoga, cooking for myself, eating the fruits and vegetables that I need to eat, um, chiropractor, acupuncture, massage. I need to start getting facials more. All of these different things, just keeping up with your body. Um, mm-hmm. It's really easy to let life get ahead of you yeah. and just focusing on you. But I think the number one thing is, you know, I feel really bad um, saying no to hanging out with people, especially when I haven't seen them in a little bit. But you have to own you have to own the fact that like sometimes you can't sometimes you need to be alone you have to embrace that and mm-hmm. i think that's like the number one thing that i've done lately is just be like i'm sorry like i can't hang out i need to be with myself right now and yeah. even if it's just at your own house getting organized and all of that like you have to be able to say no like i'm sorry i love you so much and i'll see you soon but not right now yeah i so agree with that i feel like there's been so many times that like you know like all the girls get together and stuff but i'm just not mentally feeling it and mm-hmm. i'm like i know if i just you know take care of myself i'll be a better time next time we're all together or tomorrow or it'll come like, again yeah and, it'll come again and it'll they love come you again. and they'll understand yes yes and that along with going what we were saying about the friend groups like i feel like i've finally found you guys that were i'm like it's so okay if i'm just like not feeling it tonight guys like but next time for sure and it's just like totally understood and another thing is like right now like you know i've had a lot of different relationships or different things like that with boys and really kind of getting like the toxicness of that out of my life because ultimately if you don't have like the space for that it's not going to create any good relationships anyways and Mm -hmm. if you have this boy that you really like but his lifestyle doesn't align at all like totally there's this boy i loved so much but you know worked at a bar drank all the time i mean i work at a bar too but when that's all you're doing going out to restaurants eating etc like at what point is that relationship serving you yeah you know sometimes you learn to love yourself it's a yeah it's like you choose actually who can be around you mm-hmm. and you can choose to take care of yourself. Right. But it's like, it's and circling back to that energy we were talking about, you don't even want to be around people if you've got that nervous energy. And totally. You, you, I agree with that. You know, you don't want to put yourself around that. So. Yeah. I totally agree with that for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're saying about like facials, massages, and stuff like 
some like I try to explain to people I'm like I'm high maintenance to be low maintenance mm-hmm. and I'm like I finally have like t- told myself like it's so okay to like treat myself to these things because it really brings me like joy and like satisfaction and like I rather spend my money on a facial than I don't know like some expensive dress or something like mm-hmm. it's just like those things like feed my soul those things make me feel good feel happy like and I think taking care of yourself is like the best form of being selfish you're gonna glow way more from that than you are from in a really nice dress yes at the end of the day yes at the end of the day last longer too yeah yeah Mm. yeah describe yourself in one word (sighs) okay i don't even know if i could describe you in one word i i definitely cannot describe you in one word i guess genuine I don't know. Totally. Genuine. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you how it is and Mm -hmm. or not say anything at all. Um, I'm going to act the way that I want to act or you can not like me. I don't care. I'm Mm going to I'm going to be me no matter what. Mm -hmm. Authentic and genuine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. What is your spirit animal? (laughs) This is actually a really good question. Okay. Okay. So um with the shaman that i work with um there are this is all going to get very deep but essentially like past life regressions that you can do or whatever and but like my main one was actually like a black panther Mm. and um what the black panther does kind of is like is able to go into the darkness with people and then bring them to the light she's a healer Mm -hmm. she does all these different things um so all of them were black panther dolphin antelope um raccoon skunk squirrel squirrel you can tell because i'm a little bit of a hoarder yeah it's ants so (laughs) So you're all these things all these things you're just like the whole jungle but black panther is like the main one that is so yeah the last thing i thought you were gonna say (laughs) that is i mean i love that though i mean i didn't i wasn't expecting this answer to be honest but like my spirit one of my spirit animals is an ant what does that mean a skunk but they all have like the very coolest meanings ever and it's a really interesting thing you know just like you use like your astrological birth chart just to learn things about yourself with a grain Mm -hmm. of salt like it's kind of just like another tool in that regard i would love to do that i have no idea what i would be she's teaching me how so i'll do it for you one day i would love think yeah i gotta heal myself first and then i'll heal other people i'll be waiting (laughs) it's fine that's okay i think i was a cat or a bird okay there's cat and your there's cat in your animals cat somewhere but i don't know i guess technically i'm a cat a panther yeah (laughs) you are you're in the cat family yeah okay what is your favorite memory that you have with me okay oh my gosh i'm scared these are good i'm actually scared okay so i want to tell you all the like fun and awesome funny things that i've seen this amazing girl do but honestly i have to get sentimental with it and um other than from the first time that I saw you from your accident that really like burst into my mind immediately. I think my favorite memory was a pretty recent one okay. when I got into your car with you in front of my apartment. Oh my gosh, I know what she's about to say. <laughs> and we just sat there and talked and um you know, I you know, with this office job working for someone else, um this doctor, um as just dietetic technician, it's different than 
being the whole full-blown dietitian doing the internship which is like essentially like a residency for yeah. a dietetic a dietitian um she was just like looked at me and she was like you can do you can do this she was like i will help you do this like you know what you just need to do this like blah blah, blah. just i've never had anyone make me feel as like special as that and like i remember just looking at her and being like what the hell did I do to deserve someone like you in my life? And like, even just like giving me the confidence that I need and the push that I need to feel to be able to make my dreams become reality. I mean, that's what life's all about, right? Mm -hmm. Surrounding yourself with people who want to do that. So I don't think I'll ever forget. I don't think I'll ever forget that day, honestly, honestly, because it really kind of changed my whole trajectory and what I'm doing next. So yeah, I love you. <laughs> That's so nice of you. <laughs> I could tell them a lot of crazy stuff, but... Yeah, we'll leave the crazy stuff for another episode. That's... I mean, I know that you can do that, and it's going to come to you, and you have it all figured out more than you know. Yeah. She's being so cute. I know. She was She was kind of good this whole episode. That is all the questions I have for you. There you guys have it. That is Nicole, that is her life, and that is her story, and that is her advice. And I'm so glad that you were my first guest on, on McKay's Mindspace. You say that I inspire you, but you've inspired me, and you have taught me so much about nutrition, gluten, I mean, just everything. And even, like, teaching you about stuff like that holds me accountable. Like, okay, I need to, like, actually, like, practice what I preach and mm -hmm. do and we're just like meant to be friends and meant to be in the same universe. Like I just, I swear. So thank you so much for doing this. This was a learning process for both of us. Thank you so much for just sharing stuff about yourself and being vulnerable. And just, you know, I think the listeners are going to learn a lot from this episode mm -hmm. and be inspired from this episode. I and hope. yeah. And I, I really, really appreciate it. So yeah. thank you so much, Nicole, for, being on my episode yes you're welcome everybody go out dance around go to that music festival <laughs> go on that little trip make yourselves happy do what feeds your soul yeah yep there you have it guys feed Amen. your soul please like follow and subscribe and give mckay's mind space a rating five stars thanks for listening guys bye